What's up, guys? Welcome back to this next episode of the Your Daily Pass podcast. Yes, thank you so much for joining us today. We are rolling with a conversation. We are sharing stories. We are breaking down stigmas. All the good stuff. And rocking it while doing it. Yeah, we're modest over here. So we know that you are going to enjoy this next episode. Sit back, relax. And enjoy. Yeah, buckle up. Bye-bye. Hi guys, my name's Hayley Hall and I'm so excited to be with you all today. And so in today's episode, what we're going to be talking about is pivoting. And and as I was reflecting on my entrepreneurial journey up until this point, I realized that I have pivoted quite a few times. And as I was reflecting, I think I'm on my sixth business um, so far. And um, and for some people, this might be a bit like, oh, six businesses, surely you should just have one and do that really well. Um, And in actual fact, I believe that it's, you should be given permission to pivot, right? It should be okay to say, I've learned what I need to learn from this business and let me pivot and start a new one. So that's what we're talking about today, all things pivoting and giving you permission to pivot if you need to. So I look forward to um, meeting you in the, uh, the show. Fiona, we are back with another conversation. Mm-hmm. And this one's a bit exciting because we actually have already spoken to Hayley once before. Yes. And we had rave reviews. Everyone loved listening to her, my yeah. husband included. He was like, oh, that's so cool. And, I, and part of me was like, I told you so much about her after <laughs> yeah. I met Hayley. But anyway, clearly, um, apparently, I don't get listened to. But <laughs> this one, I think. What really aligns with me is giving ourselves permission. Yes. So this conversation is permission to pivot. Yes. And I think we get in a mindset that once you choose to do something, if you don't stick to it, you've failed. Yeah. Or if you don't stick to it, ego takes over and goes, well, I've got to do it because I told everyone I was going to do it and now I've got to do it. Well, And we're all expected to choose what we're going to do as teenagers. Oh, so young. And then... Do that forever. Do that forever. And we never give ourselves the permission to pivot. No. So today's episode is very important. I think it's just, I think it's for everybody really. Yeah, At definitely. some point or another, everyone's had a moment that they've gone, mm, do I really want to do this anymore? What I find most interesting is that at what, you know, we will, we will choose not to pivot at our own happiness. You know mm. what I mean? We will choose at the effect of your own happiness. At the effect of our own happiness. Yeah, true. Very true. Food for thought. Food for thought. Bring her on down. So, Hayley, welcome. Thank you for coming back to us. Oh, ladies, it is so lovely to be back. I, I was just sitting here listening. And I'm like, I don't think I need to speak. This is like, job done. It's like, I- I'm actually not needed. <laughs> of course you are. You're absolutely well needed. Well and truly needed. So, I reckon we kick off with Hayley. You know, we kind of got you to know you. In the first episode that we did with you, and which I can't remember off the top of my head, but definitely scroll through and listen to that episode. Oh, yeah, I don't know what number it was, but it's, def- it's one of the earlier ones. Yes, yeah. Were Hayley we was sitting? We were actually, the day we interviewed Hayley, we were sitting in between twins' cots yes. with a blanket over us because our mics died. We had everything that was going wrong was going wrong, and yes. we were just trying to make things happen. And now happen. we're sitting here with our fancy setup. I know. Look oh, at us yeah. go. We've come a long way. 
so I mean, we, we definitely had some imperfect action um, yeah. for the for the last interview, as you had the blankets over your head, yeah. and you yeah. just trying to work out the sound. And now it's like fancy dancing mics, and, yeah. and got headphones. Our headphones. I'm like, oh, lady, yeah. who are these people? We have come a long way. <laughs> so, Haley, let's talk permission to pivot. So I, I'm actually really, really excited to talk to you guys about this um, because so often um, I, I meet people and they're like, oh, I've got this business idea. And they've had a business idea for years and years and years and they haven't done anything about it, right? Because they're waiting for the perfect time to start or to get started. And I'm like, seriously, you need to get some skin in the game. Like you need to actually start because the truth is, certainly my experience is that your first business it's probably not going to be your million dollar idea, right? Yeah. It's probably going to take one, two, three, four. Um, I, I was reflecting um, when I knew we were going to talk about this and I'm on my sixth business, right? That's a lot of businesses, yeah? But if I hadn't start, started the first business, I wouldn't have got to the sixth business. Is this making sense? Because yeah. I feel like you you do something and then you learn and you learn what you like, what you don't like. You understand more about marketing. You will understand more about business. And so you go on this journey learning and you need to give yourself to say, I've learned what I needed to learn and now I'm going to pivot and that's okay. Yes. There's yes. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's what, and I think it's it's growth it's, with that pivot. I think what you just said was so perfect in saying I've learnt what I needed to learn because they are all a learning curve and they're all so vital in learning different information and you know they're so needed. So I feel like taking away that barrier or that stigma that it was a waste of time because I don't, I genuinely don't believe anything is a waste of time. Like my some of my biggest failures quote failures have been have allowed me to come up with the new business or have allowed me to come up with the new idea in the business or have has taught me something that shown me a gap in the market but if you don't take that action if you don't do it and then be open to learning and failing you don't get to the next step but so many people are like so worried and so scared about like you said setting something up and then it failing or setting something up and people judging them that they don't even get skin in the game to start with do you know what i mean like do you have people who are like oh i've always wanted to do that and you're like well why aren't you doing it or yeah. people who are running a business are miserable <laughs> and you're like well why don't you do something different it's okay let's do something different exactly <laughs> if you're not in love with it anymore you don't have to do it you can change that up Absolutely. And and that's, you know, most people when they become entrepreneurs and go into this world, it's because freedom's really, really important to them. And it's like, it's really sad that, you know, you're, you're drawn in by this wanting to be your own boss and do your own thing and make new choices. And because of perhaps sometimes decisions that happen and the way it goes, you find yourself in a business that perhaps wasn't what you thought it would be. And it's about continuing to be brave. Like you were brave to step into that business and then you have to be brave to go, okay, actually this isn't serving me or I'm not serving the people that I wanted to in the way that I am. I'm going to do something different. But I'll be honest, like I think it was about eight weeks ago um, that I pivoted um, to um, and actually used my name. So Hayley Hall. 
And honestly, guys, that was it was a really significant moment for me because up until that point, I've never actually used a personal brand. It's always been so in the UK, one of the businesses I set up, um, we had phenomenal growth. So we grew like 300% every year. It was a national hip hop dance company. Um, and we started in one location. And we grew to 20 locations all across the UK. And But again, it wasn't a personal brand. It was it was called Fresh Vibes. Um, and then my next business wasn't a personal brand. So eight weeks ago when I decided, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to be a personal brand. I'm going to be Hayley Hall. And the reason why I did that is because I realized that I didn't the business before that was something called time mastery. So I was teaching how to people how to get more done in less time without working any harder. Right. Everyone's time poor. I was like, I'll write a program. And and that did really well. And what I realized, though, is that I don't just want to talk about one thing. (laughs) Right. I want to be able to help you to get more done in less time without working harder. But I also want to help you grow and scale your business. I also want to share with you when I'm having a really, really bad day and the strategies I use to make me feel better, right? I also want to be able to talk to you about my kids and the challenges I have there, the challenges I have with my husband. I wanted to be able to be me without putting myself in a really small box. And and when I did this post in my group and just said, look, guys, I'm not Time Master anymore. I'm Hayley Hall. I was giving myself permission to pivot, but I also, I think, gave other people permission to go, well, if Hayley can do that, then I can do that too. Yeah. And if she can turn up and be authentically herself, I can do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not always easy. No, (laughs) that's the harder option. Yeah, because I think like, you know, we all we all see the perfect influencers on Instagram and the people, you know, if I at one point, if I saw one more person with a laptop sitting on a beach drinking a mocktail or a cocktail, you know, being like, oh, you know, my life is an entrepreneur. I was just like, seriously, I'm like up at the crack of dawn. My hair's a mess. I've got no makeup on. I'm grinding. I'm hustling. Like, really? This That's your reality? Because that's not mine. And um, I thought if I saw any more of those people, I was going to like lose it. Um, and I thought, oh, well, surely if I'm frustrated with the fakeness and the inauthenticity, then other people probably feel the same. So I thought, well, then there's probably definitely a space for people to be like, this is just real people being honest about our journey but wanting to be really successful and and finding the strategies to do that and what I love is you know you gave your permission yourself the permission to pivot but it doesn't mean that a it's been a waste of time or b that your strategies and formulas and everything that you've created aren't going to get used they're still going to get used so it's just it's sort of it's kind of like is it a pivot or is it just a growing business and how it's going yeah, I mean, that uh, that's a really good point. Because if you look at the last, my last four businesses, say in the last 10 months, the first business I set up, as you might remember, was um, something called WESA. So this was Women Entrepreneurs in South Australia. Um, and I set that up because I saw a gap in the market. I was like, I've moved to the area. I don't know where all the female entrepreneurs are hanging out. I'll just make up my own group, right? But the truth is there actually were groups. I just hadn't found them yet, right? And so I was like, oh, do I want to do that? Probably not. So from there, I pivoted to the life curriculum, which was all about teaching people life skills and particularly teenagers so that when they leave school, they're ready. Now, if you look at those two businesses, then there's not, they're not that dissimilar in terms of it's all about being the best version of yourself. So if I had to take WESA down and life curriculum down to what am I doing? I'm wanting people to be the best version of themselves. From the life curriculum came Time Mastery, right? And Time Mastery was actually one of the, I think I wrote 11 programs on the life curriculum. I I must've been having a really good few months, right? So I wrote all these programs and one of them was life, um, was Time Mastery. And so from there, I decided, no, I'm just going to focus on time mastery I believe that I want people to spend their precious time doing the things that they love and spending their time with the people that they love and doing things that set their heart on fire so I set up time mastery 
But then I pivoted to Hayley Hall. But you're absolutely right. If you look at the core essence of them, it, it could be called pivoting. It could just be a, a growth um, a growth strategy of saying, what are my favorite bits of these businesses and how do I pull them out and how do I focus more on those? And, and I think part of it as well is listening to your clients. So sometimes we go into business thinking we know best, like, oh my God, I love this. Therefore, other people will love it. And sometimes we're right, right? Sometimes intuitively that does happen. In my experience, though, and certainly with the clients that I coach now, it's like, listen to your audience, your customer knows best, your customers and clients will tell you what they want, how they want it, and when they want it. And if you have a good relationship with your customers and clients, you will never be out of business. Because as they tell you what they want, and you deliver that, your business naturally grows and develops. A hundred percent. And it's beautiful because you get to grow together. You know, you yeah. get to create the next system. You get to create that that what is needed. And and I suppose you get the clients you need as well. well you right? already know your target market because yes. they're the ones that told you. Yeah. So you literally just have to put it together in a way that suits both yes. and is true to your brand. And is Absolutely. true to your brand. Yeah. I think the first time I learned this um, when it was kind of a real light bulb moment, one of the businesses I had in the UK was um, the street dance teacher training company. So my fresh vibes had phenomenal growth. And so I quickly ran into the problem of I couldn't find um, hip hop dance instructors to continue to grow the business. So I was like, oh, there must be a, a, a gap in the market. So I created a separate company where I set up a company where I taught people to be hip hop teachers. And then they would come do this training course and I would get to spend a week with them. And the very best people who did this teacher training course I would offer jobs to work in fresh vibes so it was it was perfect perfect, yeah the perfect solution um and I remember and so those were those two businesses and I remember um thinking you know if you just ask your clients what they want and then you give it to them like surely that's the best way to build your business and I remember um I I decided I wanted to run a um, we ran holidays to New York and Las Vegas we take all our dancers out there on an amazing holiday and have a fantastic time but some people couldn't afford to fly out to new york new york on las vegas for it so i said well for those that you couldn't come to new york what about if i brought the teachers back to london and ran a masterclass in london and i asked them what do you want to learn do you want to learn popping do you want to learn locking do you want to learn break dancing listed all these styles and they basically told me exactly what they wanted to learn how much of it they wanted to learn when they wanted to learn it and so i listened i put it together and the course i think sold out in like one day right and there was no advertising there was no nothing because all I did was ask my market what they want and then I gave it to them and I think particularly for people who have existing businesses if you're looking for how can I get more market share or how can I increase my profit ask your customers and clients what they want how they want it when they want it package it up and give it to them and if and if it's not right get that feedback of okay what do I need to do differently so it, it is what you want Yes. Mm, that is so true, hey? Yeah, absolutely. And what I love about it is it can be taken into any business. Yeah, absolutely. Any, any business, you know what I mean? That's, that's across that's the board. That's across the board, yeah, exactly. And, and so what I do as part of my coaching is that I create help people create systems and processes to do this. So, it's you know, it seems quite obvious to say, well, ask your clients what they want, get the feedback. But it's about the system that you put in place to get that feedback, right? So it's yeah. like how do you set up a, a – I say let, let the system take the strain. So how do you set up a system so that the first time someone buys your uh, product, let's say, or has – 
a, a consult with you, whatever your business is, how do you automatically make sure that you're getting that feedback so that you can t- continue to grow and improve? And that's by setting up systems so they get an automated email, you know, a, a, the next day after they've had a session with you or they if they've bought a product from you that's going to last, it's a cream and it's going to last roughly two months, you make sure that five weeks afterwards you send them an email saying, I bet you're getting low on that cream. Um, you know, um, I want to I want to um, help you buy more. And so I'd love to give you $10 off your next offer. Make sure you click here. So it's how does the system allow you to get that feedback and then to encourage them to continue to be customers with you? Because a mentor said to me the other day, a client will only stop buying when you stop selling to them. Ah, very true. That is really good. So like, think of all the brand. Like, I can. I'm really brand loyal, right? As long as the brands that I'm buying or the services that I'm um, buying are offering me value, I will continue to purchase from them until they either stop offering me value or stop selling to me. Um, that that's the only reason why. Mm, that's very good. And to set that all up so that it's not ad- actually physical work. It's not an extra thing. Let the system no. take the strain. Let the system take the strain. And so that's why, so when I work, so my main clients are, um, you know, female business owners who want to grow and scale their business. That's who I work with. Um, and I specifically, um, in terms of like pivoting and, and knowing your message, I'm a systems and processes geek, right? So I love letting systems take the strain, having things in place that are automated. But I thought that was really unsexy, right? So when I was thinking about my business, I was like, no one's going to want to know about systems and processes. Like that's so boring, right? And so I went to my my existing clients who were booking me and I was like, why did you book me? And they're like, systems and processes. And I was like, but that's so unsexy. And they're like, but that's why we love you. You help us set up our business. So it works for us. So we don't have to work as hard. And I was like, really? But that's not going to sell. And they're like, uh, why do you think we hire you? And so sometimes <laughs> what we think people want is not actually what they exactly. want. And we have to be open. And I'm like, okay, systems and processes it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I think it lets us have the time for the sexier part of the business, right? Because yes, everything else yes. is like there's only very few parts of that and the attractive yeah. parts of business. And so, you know, having somebody come in and, and help with those systems is such an amazing thing. Yes. So amazing. I say to my so I say to my clients, there's this um back in the day there was this economist called Palato, and that's why it's called the Palato Principle. Um, and you probably heard of it, the 80-20 rule. So back in the 1800s, he looked around and he saw that 20% of the landowners owned um 80% of the land, right? And so what what happened was this 80-20 principle, we can see this pattern in all different industries. And so in business, we see this 80-20 uh, principle play out all the time. So if you're a business owner, you know that 20% of your clients cause 80% of your headaches, right? Mm -hmm. And we all know who those 20% are, okay? But what's interesting is we also know that 20% of our clients and our customers also in some businesses produce 80% of our income. So what I do with my clients is I help them work out who that 20% is um, and talk to those people, bring those people in, have all your marketing and messaging around the 20% that are bringing 80% profit in. And then what happens is that 20% grows to 40%, 60%. And that's how I get my clients massive growth in terms of their uh, bottom lines and their profits. Um, and, and what most businesses do is kind of like accidental success, right? I call them like accidental entrepreneurs. They they start their business and they're good at it and it kind of grows, but they don't really know what they're doing and they don't really know who's bringing in most money and why they're making a difference. And so what I do is kind of analyze and go, okay, who's the 20% that are bringing 80% of the profit? And also who are the 20% that are causing massive problems and how can we strategically fire them? 
Yes. And that's the thing, isn't it, when you have a business? It's those ones that are causing an issue and how do you move them on or invite them to go elsewhere without causing a bigger issue for yourself? Yeah, Yeah. I think that's part of business that you don't really ever hear about, talk about or anything like that, hey, is learning how to fire clients in a nice manner. Yeah. You know, because like you say, there is the the people that the 20% that will cause 80% of drama. Mm. And the truth is when you have your marketing right, your messaging right and your positioning right, everything that you say pulls in your ideal clients when you're strategic and repels not your ideal clients. And so it's about being really strategic that when you've got an existing business, yes, we have to do a process of firing, right? But when we're, but what also happens is that people naturally start self-selecting. They naturally start deciding, oh, you know, Haley's for me or Haley's not for me, or that hair salon is for me. Oh, that hair salon is not for me because of everything that we communicate from our messaging, our marketing, our positioning. And so what it means is that we naturally repel people that aren't our tribe and we naturally attract more people who are. Mm. That's good, huh? That is really good. Really yeah, that good. Makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So to give 100%. so to give you a concrete example, for instance, so when uh, one of some of the work that I do with my clients is um, a technique called profiling. So I will help them work out who those twenty percent are. So who are the twenty percent? Let's say that are bringing eighty percent of the profit. Um, and what an exercise we do is we look at. Oh, I get them to say, think of three ideal clients for me, and we'll look at those three ideal clients, and I'll do this process of profiling with them. And what happens is, is that everyone knows about avatars, right? You know, oh, my ideal client is between 13 and 45. She drives a Ford Focus and, you know, it's so boring, right? You're like, oh, my God, like, right? So it's so boring, right? So what I do is very, very different and it's much more intuitive and it gets to their values and their identity and so that you feel like you know this person on a really deep level. You know what keeps them up at night, you know, what they're excited about. You you know them as if they're a real person. And so we look at these three um, existing clients and then we find the, I call them like the golden nuggets within these clients. And when you pull those out, you then amalgamate them into one ideal client. And and what I get my clients to do is I have a process where we create this person and everything they say, do, post must be speaking to this person. And when you do that, you pull in more of those people and you repel people who are not. So all my coaching clients right now are carbon copies of the same person. They They are my ideal client just in different bodies because I've been really strategic and I teach that to my clients so that they call in only the people that are going to be best for their business and the people that aren't don't even bother contacting them because through our messaging they're turned off so for instance if you um so for instance I know in my business that um my people love learning right so to give you a really concrete example so a post might be um oh this is my favorite uh, business book that I'm reading um what's your favorite business book right now if my client, if if people out there aren't reading business books, can you see how I've already like negated yeah. them from my people? Yeah, I'll also put stuff up about being a mum, being busy, so that all the time I'm thinking of my ideal client and I'm talking to her. And if you don't fit that profile very quickly, you kind of go, "Oh, this is this group isn't for me," or "Haley's not for me." And so I'm naturally selecting in and out the people that I want in my tribe, so that I I know who I'm talking to. Yeah, mm. great. That is so great messaging. Beautiful messaging. Exactly. And I think that's the thing. It, it's easy. It's simplifying everything down and getting a real idea of what you want in your business to then take away the the crappy side of it, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you, if 
because if you're for everyone, you are for nobody, right? Yeah. And and so many people are like, oh no, but I can't afford to turn customers away. And it's like the more specific you get, the more you know her or him, your ideal client, and the more you speak to that, the more customers you will have. When you're trying to be everything to everyone, you're no one to nobody, right? Yes. It's like we've got to be specific. We've got to say this is who I help and this is how I help them. And if that's you, come on in. And if it's not, I'm sure there's plenty of other people who can help you. Yeah. Yes. And so in a in a term, you're not exactly firing clients because you they just they, they just don't show up. Yep. Exactly. Or they leave they leave of their own accord, which exactly. is even better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that you don't have to feel like you're doing the crappy job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But you know, sometimes we do have to find like I yes. um I was having a I always have a, a session with people before I take them on as clients. And from an outsider's view, people might view that as, oh, you know, Haley's selling herself. And of course there is that. Like I want them to know that I'm the expert and I can help them. But a big part of it for me is checking that they're a good fit and that um they're a good person to be part of my mastermind. And I had a um one of these sessions probably about two months ago now. And I found myself talking to them about how important it is that you have the right clients, that you're working with the right people. And as I was talking, I was like, you are not my client. You are not my person. They were quite passive aggressive. They were not growth mindsetted. And I was like, what I'm not, I'm right now, I am not pre, I'm not doing what I'm preaching. And so I took a deep breath and I said, I said, no. I basically said that I didn't think we'd be a good match and thank you so much for their t- for their time um, and uh, obviously I wished them well but I didn't think that I was the right person to help them. And 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 at this point my my coaching program was not full, right? So I wasn't even in a position where it's like I had a waiting list. This was like, you know, when you're when you're running a business money's money, okay? But it was a really significant point for me of saying I'm only going to work with the people that I I truly are, am aligned with, and and I and I do this because one of my mentors told me a story, and he'd made millions of dollars um, in his business, and he woke up and he was like, I wish I had a boss who could fire me. Like I wish I had a boss who could ring me up this morning and say you're fired, so I don't have to go into work and work with the people that I've created my business with. And he decided in that moment that. He would, he would never, ever set up a business w- spending time with people that he didn't like. And when I heard that, I was like, yes, yeah. I am I am only going to spend, because you know I've had some time in the corporate world, um, and, you know, when you have a job, you don't get a choice with who you work with, right? And I was like, yes, this totally resonates with me. I am only going to do business with people that I would choose to have a coffee with, right? People that I would yes. choose to go for dinner with. Yeah. They're the people that I'm going to work with, and anyone else, I'm going to say no. Mm. Man, that's important. Sink in, yeah. Let that sink in. I think that's a like across the board, though, right? That is not just in business, but that is in life. Mm. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. We give our time away, and we walk away feeling defeated or feeling used, or we feel all the different feels, and we think, "Why did I do that?" Yes. Whereas if you learn to just put that boundary in boundaries what is it boundaries create balance boundaries create balance very nice yeah <laughs> you're that so makes right a difference. because i mean going back to time mastery you, time is our most precious resource right we never get it back mm. and so if you squander that on people that you aren't aligned with that's it 
like you 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 never it's it's funny today and being on social media as you ladies know right we have to be open to everything the good feedback and the bad feedback and I put this post up today that was like you know follow your um, passion not a paycheck right really empowering and positive outside not in my group because no one is nasty in my group and um, but outside in the world and this woman like commented back and was like I totally disagree and um, that's that's uh, terrifying that you should suggest such a thing and just went on to say that uh, you know if that were true all dancers and, and actors would be successful and instead they're not they're hungry and poor and, and can't oh. afford their rent I know right, exactly Exactly, right this wow. whole spiel and I was like wow um and I was like do I tell her that I was a professional dancer is this a good time to tell her that I turned my passion into profit I'm not sure <laughs> anyway so I kind of you know and, and it's funny because my I have happened to be reading out to my husband and my kids were there and my daughter went that's not very nice mummy why would someone say that and um and I said well the thing is you don't know when you put yourself out there you're gonna have good and you're gonna have bad and, and you've got to take it all and I said sometimes you know people are having a really hard time and you just don't know about it and and then my son, who's five, said, well, did you ask her if she's OK then, mummy? <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good, really good question, Arthur. Um, maybe I should. Um, but I think that's the thing. It's like that that woman has her opinion, has her beliefs. And and I did my best to kind of say, oh, that's interesting. That's your belief. And I actually have a lot of evidence to, to argue that. But in the end, I thought I'm not going to get into like a war on, on social. So yeah. I think I ended it with that's the beauty of a democracy. You can have your opinion and I can have mine. Um, but but even to that, it's like these people that aren't aligned with you are everywhere. And it's like, how do you choose to spend your time? Um, you know, I think that's sometimes more difficult when you have challenging family members. But I think that's a whole whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really good, though. You know, you could have spent your time really stressing about what she'd said and, you know, just really festering over it. But instead, you kind of like, yeah. Whatever we we can all have our own opinions and keep on rolling. You didn't give away your time, and that's something to be proud of. Oh yeah, yeah. And like you said, you know, you've said it a couple of times. If you're for everyone, you're for no one. Yeah, and exactly. like we yeah. need to have that change, and we need to have that differences coming through. Yeah, and we also you're so right because we also need to accept if if I truly believe that which I do that I, if I'm not for if I'm for everyone, I'm for nobody. I am going to have people that are turned off by my message. And that woman clearly is not my people, right? She's not yeah, in my tribe. Exactly. She's not. And so the worst thing that could happen is for her to come into my tribe. I mean, I like I I I've touched would have never had anyone come into our community that's like that. But if they did, I would be more than happy to be like, I'm really sorry this is not your place. There's the door. Um and actually in my in my um hip hop dance school, one of the things that we had as part of our introduction was I went to a um a dance school in London which was really catty, really unfriendly and really unkind. And half of my reason for setting up Fresh Fives was that I wanted a dance school that was really friendly and welcoming and it didn't matter about your shape, size, colour, anything. Everyone was just there to learn dance and have a good time. And so as part of the introduction, we used to say, um, we don't accept any cattiness. And, and this was to adults. And we would say, if we see it, you get one warning and then you get asked to leave um, because this is a safe space where everyone's happy and welcoming and anyone else is not welcome. And in the, I don't know how many years we had the business, seven years, we never had to, uh, no, we never had to ask anyone to leave. On the street dance teacher training, um, before I inserted that into the intro, I did have to ask what, what one person. But I think that speaks to when you're really clear about who you are and what your ethics are and your morality and, and what you stand for, you attract those people in and you repel people that aren't aligned and i think you're being upfront and honest straight up yeah you know when i think expectations yeah exactly if they don't work or they don't align that is more than fine this is ours you do you boo Mm. 
Yeah. You do you, boo. Love it. <laughs> I might be quoting that. You do you, boo. <laughs> you can use that one. You can use that Thank one. you. Thank but, you. But it I is will so quote you. True. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so true. You know, you, you do what you're putting out there is what you're getting back. And when you're upfront and honest, it, it, it takes out that cattiness to it because you're like, well, that's okay, but this is just how we're going to do it. Yeah. And that's okay if you don't want to do it that way, but this is just how There's we do it. Absolutely. Somewhere. That you'll fit in. Yeah, it's just not here. Yeah. It's just not here. Yeah. And I always say to my clients that your business is always a reflection of where you're at. And I think when you're true to that, that also attracts people who are at least somewhere similar on the journey. Because I think if you, uh, certainly my experience, if I want to learn something, I want to know that person understands my journey at least or has been on that journey too. And so often when my clients have challenges, I'm like, your business is a reflection of where you're at. So what's going on for you now that we need to unpack in order for you to be able to grow and therefore your business to grow? Yes. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, that's brilliant. What I really love about it, and I know you are for all businesses, but it's just everything you're saying, it's for all businesses. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know what I mean? I think that's like, the thing. We all get in our heads and go, oh, that's not, it's not specifically for me. Yeah, They're not saying my industry. Whereas... Really? There's so much that's across the board. Yes, yes. there's other parts that are you differ. Yes. Across the board, a lot of a lot of it's very similar. Mm, well what I say to my clients is like business is actually really simple, right? If we if we break business down to what it is, it is selling a product or a service for more money than it takes you to create that product or service, right? And creating profit. That's that's it. It's really, really simple. What makes it complicated is us as human beings, right? Because as the founders or the CEOs or people working in that business, we bring our complexity, we bring our hang-ups, we bring our limiting beliefs, and that's what stops the business. So in terms of the work that I do with my clients, it's probably like 20% absolutely systems and process, and I love all that. And 80% is, you know, sometimes encouraging people to let go and allow themselves to learn about systems and processes, right? Or allowing themselves to, to scale and grow their business and be bigger than they've ever been before. Or allowing themselves to step into that leadership role and going, wow, yes, I did. Little old me did start this and it was tiny and now it has grown and it is big and am I okay with that? So often it's kind of like the psychology, the mindset of saying, Am I ready to scale and grow my business? The how, the, the, the specific tools, right? They're everywhere. But it's like, how am I going to pick those up and, and start using them and be okay with using them? Yes. So giving them the permission. Giving them permission. Permission mm. to pivot, permission to succeed and grow. It's yes. all the permissions, really, isn't it? Well and truly. It's, ah, oh, I just like... Letting it all sink in, you really get a a true understanding for how much we all need to hear things like this. Yeah. You know, and and what I really love is it also doesn't matter what gender you are, what business, you know what I mean? I think just knowing that it's across the board for so many different things and in life in general. Yeah, true. Very true. It's, it's really interesting you should mention the gender because obviously, you know, I'm all about niching. And so I set it, I set up the business very much as helping female business owners grow and scale using systems and processes. So they can work less and earn more. Um, and 
naturally people are saying, oh, but my husband really needs you, <laughs> right? Or, oh, my brother oh. set up his business and it's going like he. And so, you know, talking about pivoting right now, I have niche down because that makes good marketing sense, right? Um, and what am I going to do? I'm going to continue to listen to my clients, what they want and what they need. And and there's also right now a huge, I need to be very, very sensitive about, um, you know, using the word female because of how people identify. Um, yeah. And so- it's it's less focus on the the female you're absolutely right it's about do you have a business do you want to scale and grow it and do you want to work less and earn more and therefore it doesn't matter what your business is there are core components and strategies that i teach that allow you to do this and if you're ready that's when you know my clients have this phenomenal growth of just going wow i my business is booming and and it's just because i'm making these tweaks and changes and and working on my business as opposed to working in my business yeah yeah, there's a big difference to be said about working on your business and in your business, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. There's a lot more work to be done on. Yes. 100%. Yeah. 100%. So it goes back, to, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, that 80-20 principle mm-hmm. by Palato. So um, when I ask my clients, okay, how much time do you spend working in your business versus on your business? A good analogy I give is if you imagine like an orchestra. So um, the conductor is the example of working on your business. The conductor says the pace and, and gets the musicians going and, and says when we start, and when we end. Working in your business would be playing the violin or, you know, the drums in the in the orchestra. And so the working in your business is that face-to-face. If you're a beauty therapist, that's doing the facials, giving the massages. Um, if you're a therapist, that's face-to-face with your clients. That's working in your business. The working on your business, the conductor, is the marketing strategy. It's working on the systems and processes. Yeah. It's the it's the staff planning. It's the training. It's the vision work. And so often when, I, when clients first start with me, when I say to them, okay, and, and this would be really good for your listeners to do. So if you have a business, ask yourself percentage-wise, how much time are you spending working on your business and how much time are you spending working in your business and most people have a lot more a higher percentage of working in their business than they do on their business and so what I teach is the the ideal is that you want to be spending 20% working in your business and 80% working on and most of my clients when they start with me they're like does thinking about my business for five minutes before I start my day count as on yeah. <laughs> right they're like they're like 99% working in and 1% if I'm lucky right and having that shift of, of of learning how to work on your business and the freedom it gives them is I think why people enjoy enjoy the process mm. yeah you're right yeah. there's something to be said about that freedom yeah and it's the only the only the freedom of being an owner that I'm totally just getting that <laughs> It's the freedom that you get from only being an owner. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wow. But that shift is a big one, right? So for people who are, so if your listeners are going, oh, my God, but, you know, I'm cleaning the floors, I'm, I'm taking the emails, I'm answering the phone, I'm, I'm seeing clients. It's like, Haley, I'm so busy working in the business. I don't have any time to work on the business. And that's the work, right? That's about how do we set up the systems and processes so that you don't have to do the work every single day. And so you can step out, you can outsource, we can get systems and processes set up so that you can carve out time to work on the business because your business will not grow. Well, your business grows to the extent of the time that you have spent working on your business. And so what I do with my clients is increase that time so we can have phenomenal growth. Mm. it's all yes. about the time yeah see yeah so it's still there <laughs> it is it's still there the core beliefs of all these little businesses that you've had along the way are all yeah. to help coming together yes. and now i don't need to pigeonhole 
Exactly. <laughs> well, that's and, it. And for serving people too. Yeah. And honestly, like, it, you know, this business is like, to me, it's just so like, seriously, I took this long to get here. Like I, you know, Mike, my husband makes fun of me in bed. I will have the latest business book that I'm reading. And he's like, don't you want to read something relaxed? And I'm like, oh my God, this is gold. Like, this is amazing. Like I could, I don't want to be reading anything else. Like you can see the, you know, some of my business books in the, in the background, right? It's like reading is like, I, I love everything to do with business. I go into a business and I can't help but look around and I talk about the, um, I call it the money they're leaving on the table. And like, I'll go out to a restaurant. And I'll be like, they, they don't realize they should be saying this. If they said this to their customers, they'd be making so much more money. And I'll find myself like trying to find the owner and being like, do you know, if you just did this, you'd increase your sales. And they're like, really? <laughs> like, I just, I just can't help it because it's like, it's what sets my heart on fire. Right? Yeah. It's like, if I, I'm so frustrated with seeing particularly women working really hard, sacrificing their time with their family and their friends and not getting the gains right and 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 if you set your business up with systems and processes and set it up for success you can enjoy the things that you actually set up the business for in the first place Mm. and I think what makes it really interesting is because you've done that you know what I mean like you've You have been Number in the one corporate. example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you've been in the place where you're like, no, I need to spend more time with my kids. Like, yeah. I am just so tired. And, you know, we talked about in your last episode, you're like, you know, come school holidays, I'm so tired that the first yes. week I want to sleep, second week I'm fun mum, and then, you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm back into it again. Whereas now, yeah. you know, you, you know what it's like to be in the shoes where it didn't really sit well and exactly. align with you. And I think that's the oh, biggest absolutely. thing to be able to go, here, I'm your proof. Yes, yep. that's what Absolutely. makes it so much more, I don't want to say believable, but, like, I can do it too. It's yeah, enticing, absolutely. isn't it? Yeah. And you're like, I can do it too. And also, yeah. I mean, those books, they're very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm pleased that you like the colour coordination. <laughs> so yeah, who wouldn't absolutely. want to read a book like that? Mm. And I think you want your coach or your mentor, you want them to have walked the path. I, like I want a coach who's at least got some, you know, some scars and some wounds, you know, so yeah. that they, you know, that they know, like I have been on the cold face, right? I know what it's like to be tired, exhausted, crying in the bathroom and going, do I really want to do this? You know, it's like, um, but, but I always, whenever I'm in those dark moments, my, my line that always gets me out is that, this is part of the story, right? It's like uh, no one wants to hear, well, I certainly don't want to hear of an entrepreneur who started their business, it was amazing success, they lived a happy life, the end. Like it's so boring, yeah, right? Yeah, I want exactly. to hear about the failures. I want to hear about the days when they didn't want to get out of bed. I want to hear about the days when your children say things that crushes your soul and you're like, oh, my God, I'm the worst parent in the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's part of the story and that helps you to also understand your client and know you've been there and also remind them that there is light at the end of the tunnel, right? Yes. So, you know, I had I had a meeting with a, um, a client yesterday and often my clients are at breaking point when they first see me. They're like, Hayley, unless I do something different, I'm closing the doors. Like this mm. is, I cannot, I refuse to do this for the next 30 years. It's affecting my relationship, it's affecting my children. It's like, this isn't what I signed up for. And so often they're at that real pivotal point of, I need to do something different. And, and it's reminding them that there is another path. Like it's not always going to be easy. It's going to take work to set up the systems and process. But when you've got them, you will be like, why didn't I do this from day one? <laughs> one of my clients the other day, I um, I we came to a session and um, she was really like annoyed. And this is a beautiful person, right? And she was like so frustrated and irritated. And I was like, oh my goodness, what's wrong? And she was like, I just can't believe it. And I was like, what's happened? She was like, all week 
I have not had a single second to work on my systems and processes. Now, I just, I probably wasn't the right reaction, but I just burst out laughing in her face because I was just like, oh my God, did you hear what you just said? And I reminded her that when we first got together, I mentioned systems and processes and she got like a cold sweat, right? She was like, had zero systems and processes, didn't want to know about it and didn't want to think about them. And here <laughs> she was all that time later being like, it's been a whole week and I haven't had any time to do systems and processes. So it's like, it's reminding people that where you are now is just a starting point and, and there is a different path if you're prepared to do the work. Yes. yes. And I think it also brings in because, you know, when we are first starting a business, it's like, oh, no, just do what you can to get by and just, 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 you know, you're leaping. Whatever through. pays the bills. Whatever pays the bills. Yeah. And you're so scared of when the next paycheck's going to come in and when the yeah. next lot of money's going to go out. And yeah. it is bloody hard. Like, it isn't easy. And I think. And that, and sorry, Connie, because you've just touched on something that's really important. And so this is why systems and processes are not for startups, right? Because what you've just said is when you're in startup phase, you are like, oh my God, I need to keep my head above water, right? I just need to know that I've got a viable business. I need to know that I can pay my bills. I need to know how to set this up. I'm testing the market, righty, righty, right, yeah? But that will only get you to a certain point then in your business. And so sometimes people I work with, sometimes it's not as long as this, but normally they've been in business about four or five years plus because they, they're past that early startup stage, right? They're like, I've got a business, it's established, but now they know they either continue to do this and will stagnate or they need to do something different. And the something different is systems and process so they can get more freedom and so that they can grow and scale and do different things. And so you make a really good point. Like if people are start in startup business and going, oh my God, I don't even know what a system and process is. That's okay. You shouldn't need to know right now because you're still in the testing and early phases. Yes, yes. And I think, you know, the thing about it is you can be in business for a lot of years and still think that what you did at the start to start up is what's going to keep you getting through and it's not. No, no. no. There's a, a, what is it? What got you to here won't get you to there. Yeah, yep. that's exactly <laughs> right. Like, yes, you need it to start with, but you also need to be growing and changing and evolving and things like yeah. that. There's something, though, I will say that if for the real keen people listening, you don't need to wait till you're big and established to start playing with these systems and processes. So what I do anytime I do anything, I will still start thinking about, okay, a, it's a bit you know tragic, but if I got hit by a bus, how could my business continue without me, right? What am I doing that's inside my head that if I needed someone else to step into my shoes, how would they know what to do? What documentation have I got so that if it comes to booking a client, what are the five steps that I've got for booking a client? Or if you run a hair salon, how do you book a client into a, a spot? If you run a clothes store, what's what are the three things you ask your customers when they walk in the door? How do you upsell at the till? Yeah. What are the things that you're naturally doing that, that you think are unique to you, but how can we pull those out, create systems and process them so we can train our staff to do the same? Mm, that's true. That is so true. Gosh, yeah. Man, there has been some gold nuggets of information out of you, <laughs> you today, Haley. You should see Hayley. all our notes. Holy oh, dooly. yes, yes. So, so now you know how my clients feel. I always warn them after a session with me. I'm like, you need to block minimum 15 minutes to half an hour to kind of let your thoughts simmer. And I tell them to do a brain dump, right? Where yes. I say, you've got so many ideas now, you need to dump them down on a piece of paper and then we need to have actions. Um, and what are you going to do in the next seven days, two weeks, months to, to make this happen? Very true. That so is good. So, so true. Hayley, I mean, like I said, there is a lot of gold nuggets going yeah. on around <laughs> here. Is there anything else that you want to finish on today? 
No, I suppose I would just love to um, invite any of your listeners to um, come join me in my inner circle. Um, so I have a private um, group that um, if anyone has a business and they're looking to grow and scale it, I encourage them to come and, and meet the team. Um, we've got, I think, like uh, 1,300 people, like amazing people from around the world who are in that group now. So um, you can find that on Facebook um, and it's just facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash I am Hayley Hall. Um, so forward slash I am Hayley Hall. I know big thing for me. It's like, yeah, I'm using my name. Um, and then I'm also on Insta as well. And you can find me um, just by searching um, I am Hayley Hall. And Hayley's H-A-Y-L-E-Y. And Hall is H-A-L-L. Beautiful. Perfect. Well, we will drop some links in the show notes for us too so that they know where to find you. Yes. Thank you so Amazing. much. We have so enjoyed this chat with you today. Oh, I always love it, ladies. So whenever you, you want to have me, I, I do love a chat with you both. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for joining us for this episode of YDP. We hope you found comfort in listening to relatable stories from the heart. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Friday. And if you want to keep up to date, make sure you check out our socials on Facebook and Insta.